Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body. Through powerful tools such as mindfulness, stress reduction techniques, and mindful movement, you'll learn to eat, move, feel, and live in the moment. Visit www.fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. And welcome to episode 43 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I'm really excited to bring you today's letter from someone who has been through, oh man, such a tumultuous relationship with food, lots of ups and downs and twists and turns, yet because of some relationships that are, you know, kind of reconnecting. She saw the light of maybe I don't want to struggle with this forever. Maybe it's not as important to me. 
and yet she's feeling stuck. So I'm really excited to read this letter to you. But before I get to that, I just wanted to say um, a special hello to all of those dietitians that I got to meet at this year's Fancy. If you're not a dietitian, Fancy is kind of like the Super Bowl for dietitians in the United States. Um, Fancy stands for the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo. There's on, on average 10,000 dietitians there and um, a lot and lot of people talking about um, physiology, food, and um, you know all the fun stuff that comes with that. And I have a special place for dietitians, you know, because I, I work in private practice and I work with a lot of therapists, so I don't always get to interact with dietitians. So going to this meeting has always been a selfishly fun time for me to reconnect with lots of people. But I did get the opportunity to meet a lot of you who had never heard of my podcast. So if you're listening now, I just want to say hello. And I also want to say thank you to those who are there. And then also those of you who have been listening since the beginning of the podcast and know that I also presented at this fancy conference and I presented on the hidden faces of eating disorders with Jennifer McGurk. And it was a really great time. And I could just, I was thinking about all of you, all of those, uh, those of you who've written letters and those of you who have listened and told me about how you are working on healing your relationship with food in your body. Um, I was kind of like funneling your energy and it really helped me to get over my nerves of speaking on such a stage. So I really appreciate you and I look forward to um, just what's going to come up with the next um, time together in this podcast. You know, we're coming up on a, a year and I know I'm just going to keep on keeping on with it because I'm having a lot of fun and I love hearing how it's helping you to binge less and smile more. So let's go ahead and just get to today's letter. Again, I think it's something that you'll be able to relate to and I can't wait to hear how you experience it. So let's listen to this episode's letter. Dear Food, we know each other reasonably well, but if we are honest, it's been a tumultuous few decades. I am Australian. I am blonde-haired and blue-eyed. I am very active and have amazing access to some of the best and freshest organically grown produce in the world. Despite this, I tried to do away with you altogether at about age 14, but my mom found out. She took me to our local physician, who made things worse. He said, quote, according to her BMI, I'm quite short, losing a few pounds wouldn't hurt her, or perhaps some more vigorous exercise, unquote. My mom was furious and at a loss. I, however, felt empowered by this comment. This doctor told me the truth, armed with this quote-unquote truth, and now a firm belief that my friends and family were lying to me about my being overweight. I decided to become more crafty. From age 15 right into my late 20s, I developed a very clever and crafty knack for eating disorder behaviors. Always in secret and never good food, only bad food. I didn't want to be wasteful. At my best, I was using these behaviors three or four times a day. My binge being something as simple as a small chocolate bar or a single donut. Bulimia became my trusted companion and confidant. In public, I was an independent, fit, and motivated individual, proudly forging a path to adulthood. 
I moved about my gloriously big country, chasing adventures and experiences beyond my years, and bulimia came with me, always by my side. Bulimia gave me courage, took away my fears, and allowed me to reset after my mishap or bump in the road. Bulimia meant it didn't matter that family and friends weren't able to be completely honest with me about my weight, my looks, and my need to shape up. They were being kind and they loved me. They told me what they thought was best, and that's okay. It wasn't until three years ago where an acute autoimmune illness and family breakup brought me back closer to my tight-knit home for a change of scenery, pace, and occupation, surrounding by my parents and siblings. And with my 30th birthday looming, I suddenly felt I can't maintain this secret anymore. And that was that. I booked an appointment with a great psychologist. I opened up. I told both my parents about my journey and my now boyfriend, and I congratulated myself on being so clever, so grown up, and so self-determined. Onwards and upwards with my new, true, healthy weight loss journey, no longer burdened by the influx and immediate outflux of food and the physical and mental complications that came with. What a joke. 18 months clean, and I'm no less complicated than ever. I'm fed up. I'm frustrated. I'm hurting. I've gained weight. I'm not taught trim terrific like I was. I'm still strong, but I'm softer, and I bulge in various places. I refuse to look in the mirror for more than a quick mascara application, and leaving the house in anything other than my work uniform or my exercise gear is a profound effort, often involving a childish tantrum and tears. I have seen psychologists and dietitians and answer accordingly, yet always reach a point of feeling empty and unable to really be helped. I'm lost. Food, where to from here? How do I form a responsible adult relationship with you when I missed out on an adolescent one? Where do I start? How do I be rid of this before starting a family of my own? How do I fix my headspace and stop being the dreary, depressed girlfriend my Danny so patiently puts up with? Do I fix my body to fix my head? Or do I just resolve to the fact that this is me? This is who I am. In a world of advice offered by anyone and everyone, well-intentioned and even well-informed, how do I know what's right for me? Love, strong, but softer. Before we explore this episode's letter, I want to share a word from this episode's sponsor who has a special promotion just for Love Food listeners. This episode is sponsored by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body in Ludlow, Vermont. For over 40 years, Green Mountain has developed sustainable, non-diet strategies for women who struggle with weight, emotional and binge eating, and feelings of addiction. Last year, Green Mountain opened its Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating, the only clinical program in the nation dedicated solely to women suffering with binge eating disorder and emotional eating. Ready to set yourself free from dieting and restrictions, untruths and fads? Visit www.fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information about Green Mountain at Fox Run and the Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating. Right now, receive a free room upgrade and a $250 weekly credit toward amenities and professional services when you stay a week or more before Saturday, December 17th. Restrictions apply. Visit www.fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Now let's explore this week's letter.
Hey, Strong But Softer. Thanks for your letter. And wow, what a very complicated relationship with food and your body that has developed for you. That just sounds exhausting. Um, And, you know, something that I appreciate is you've been fighting for a really long time, even before you kind of came out and let people know about the secret eating pattern. Um, I know it's been exhausting for many years. So as I go through some thoughts that I have from reading your letter, I hope you can sit down, have a cup of tea and I don't know, take some of it in and decide what you want to, what you want to get, what you want to do with it. So I want to start with probably the big fork in the road for you. When your mom noticed that you were struggling and you needed help, she did the thing that we moms do. Um, When we know our children are suffering, we take them to the doctor. And I'm in your mom's shoes right now, thinking about the rage and the fury that I would be feeling if I knew something was wrong and I could tell the doctor just made it worse. Um, And, you know, honestly, letter writer, your experience going to the doctor and either saying you're struggling or someone else saying you're struggling and getting this response based on weight is way too common. And I don't think conversations like this necessarily are the cause of someone's eating disorder, but I sure think it fucks it up. (laughs) You know, I think it really is something that stirs the pot and directs it in a way that makes it so much more complicated. And I think it did for you because it led to this experience of distrust of those who are the ones you probably trusted the most, you know, the people that you relied upon. This comment from a doctor really um, promoted this path that yes, your body was indeed wrong and that yes, whatever you could do to fix it would be the right way to go at all costs. Something I know to be true is that a person can be suffering and gravely ill with an eating disorder, even though their body doesn't represent what our eyes think as gravely ill. And that's why if someone or a caregiver ever tells you, um, if you're a healthcare provider, physician or anyone or a therapist um, that they're struggling it's really important to listen and um, to not brush it under the rug or further contribute to more eating disorder behaviors. That's just a little public service announcement for me. <laughs> so letter writer, you're um, unfortunately this really great example of this happening. So I do apologize on behalf of all of medical science and the health professions. Um I know there was a time where I contributed to this. And so um, just know that me and many other people are trying to correct it. What I I appreciate from your letter, though, is because of this conversation and because of probably this genetic predisposition for your weight to mean a whole heck of a lot and living in a culture that weight means a whole heck of a lot, there's shame in the food choices. And the food choices also have this really kind of messy dichotomy in your brain, you know, the good versus bad, um, feeling pride even in your country's fresh organic choices. Um, I've never been to Australia, but I know just from talking to other people who are living there, how fun the food can be and how amazing it can taste. And also um, has just the same variety as lots of other countries. And so with that being said, there's no um, 
I feel like food is not supposed to have a sense of pride like that. And it gave me a sense that food has much more power than it deserves. You know, I do feel like we as a culture and, you know, I'm appreciating as I saying this, that you're coming from a different country, a different culture, a different hemisphere, you know, but I feel like we as a world give food way more power than it deserves. And so for you, when you're eating a food that has this bad connotation, I'm hearing and feeling the shame with those choices. And then also connecting that shame with when your body responds, because when a person has bulimia, um, with the behaviors associated with bulimia, the body will appear to hold more fluid. Um, it may have like a puffiness associated with it. And also having a having bulimia, part of the kind of common experience is that perceiving the body as having much more personalization for the day. So if the body is seen as in a bad state, then it ruins the whole day. So whenever you were having these shameful experiences with food, that same shame was also appears to be projected onto your body for taking up too much space, you know, and what made it even messier is that then your identity in adolescence was being formed around having this perfect kind of body and appearance. Unfortunately, the doctor reinforced this need and, um, you know, brought you where to where you are now. And something that's really important that I want you to hold on to is that moment when you are surrounded by everyone you love and experiencing relationships that you know matter so much more than your relationship with your eating disorder. That moment when you realize what you really truly want out of your life does not include this eating disorder because the next steps forward are gonna be excruciatingly painful and exhausting. I, I gotta be blunt with that. Um, but I mean, and this is where this, but is so important. Um, it's all in the end going to be worth it because your recovery will allow you to continue to have these relationships that you so value. And in order to make these next steps that again, I, I appreciate how tough they're going to be. I think you really need to focus on, do you want this to be your, you know, truly healthy weight loss journey, as you put it? Do you want to focus on, um, having the body that you so dearly have been yearning for? Or do you want to focus on your eating disorder recovery? I really need to let you know that you can't have both. You can't focus on weight loss and focus on toning your body and making your body look a certain way and focus on making peace with your body and food. They can't happen together. Um, the first few years as an eating disorder dietitian, I helped people. I thought I was helping people to try to do both. And it took a few years, but I realized that in order for someone to recover, they can't pursue weight loss. They can't try to you know, tone their body in a certain way. And I would really be mindful of how you even word um, that kind of alteration to your body because you may not word it as like a weight loss type of thing. But I do hear a lot of people saying they just want to tone or they want to get healthy or get in shape. And I think it's really important to remember what that really means. And that is really a pursuit of weight loss and making the body more presentable in a way that your eating disorder is desiring it and how the eating disorder of our world is desiring it. And I get the sense from your letter 
that you really want recovery because again, these relationships that are so dear to you aren't compatible with the eating disorder. So as you decide what's the next best step, surround yourself with those people, you know, surround yourself with those people who already unconditionally accept you and respect you. I foresee that unconditional acceptance and respect is what's missing and what will happen when you're in a place where you say, yes, I have recovered from this eating disorder. So take it slow, um, take it day by day, surround yourself by a, a counselor or psychologist that really lets you take it slow. And um, also, you know, be mindful that you choose someone that is using approach that is body positive, one that may even say that she or he is um, using a health at every size approach. I would also say find another dietitian. I know you said that you've worked with people before, but I think, you know, you're really still in the beginning stages of working towards recovery. And um, I, I feel like people need to hold on to their team for far longer than they probably think. And, um, you know, they'll let you know when it's time to move on. But for right now, I think as you make that decision, you know, which relationship you want to hold on to, you know, that your loved ones, your partner or the eating disorder, as you make that decision, which in my gut, I already know what decision you're going to make um, because I know what your values are from your letter. You're going to need that team and you're also going to need those relationships, um, especially your family, you know, to help you to know and feel that unconditional um, acceptance that, you know, we are all hoping that you will experience because all of us have already accepted you as you are right now. So food has written you back. Thank you so much for your letter. I really appreciate it. And I hope you can keep us updated on how things are going. Stay strong. And I know you said in your letter, uh, strong, but softer. I want to say you're strong and softer. You know, they do happen together. And sometimes that softness is also a sign of strength. So take care. Dear Strong But Softer, You are so very brave. Our tug-of-war relationship has been confusing and draining. It has also been filled with lies. We food know we are important, but you give us too much power. Your relationships deserve that space, including the relationship with yourself. We hope you begin to see yourself as your loved ones see you deserving of unconditional respect, acceptance, and worth. The world wants and needs you to know this truth. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.